0: Welcome to this edition of the Law by Dan podcast. I'm Dan Toombs, and thanks for joining me once again. In the context of criminal law matters, the term bail is synonymous, but it is often plagued with confusion. In today's podcast, I'm with Jones and Associates Director, Alex Jones, and we're talking all things bail. Alex, is a person automatically entitled to bail?
1: Depending on the circumstances, the answer can be yes um, or no. Um in relation to um, a significant amount of um, alleged offending in Queensland, uh, a person is entitled to bail unless the prosecution can convince the court that it uh, it's necessary and desirable to keep that person in custody. Um, that presumption, however, can be flipped in certain circumstances and that is when someone's in what's called a show-cause position. Um, for instance, if they are alleged to have committed a, um, a violent crime with with a weapon um, or if they're alleged to commit crimes whilst on bail for other cr- certain crimes, um, then the position can be shifted um, where the presumption is that they do not get bail unless uh, they or their lawyers can convince the court that it would be... Um, Unjust um, for that person to be remanded in custody.
0: What about uh, you know those circumstances where you know people don't apply for bail? What, what's that all about?
1: Well, um, people can not apply for bail for various reasons. Um, if someone is um, charged with an offence that uh, they know the evidence is going to be quite compelling, um, sometimes they. Will take advice that perhaps it's better to stay in custody and start serving an inevitable sentence. Other times uh, uh, people don't apply for bail uh, whilst they, particularly for more complicated or serious matters, whilst they uh, and their lawyers and potentially their family and friends get together um, relevant evidence um, or materials um, to formulate uh, a really solid thorough bail application. So for instance uh, some people would like to offer to the court um, a, a rehabilitation program to go into if they're granted bail. Sometimes that takes a bit of time. So uh, it can be the case that you wait a week or whatever the case might be for that re- for a, a rehabilitation centre to um, provide written confirmation of a person's um, acceptance into the program um, before they make that application. That could be one um, example as to why someone might not uh, might not make a bail application initially. Maybe postpone it.
0: What happens? Uh, you know, if a person doesn't get bail in, say, the magistrate's court uh, in Queensland, is there another way for them to apply for bail?
1: There is. Um, if you're denied bail in the magistrate's court, you can always make an application for bail to the Supreme Court of Queensland. Um, that is a, a very different. Um, procedure to a magistrate's court bail application. It's far more thorough, um, and um, all the evidence and arguments are completed in writing um, prior to the court date. So it, it's a um, significantly more onerous task. Um, however, um, it is it is often um, a more powerful application because more time and effort um, is is taken to preparing the application. Most of the time, magistrate's court bail applications are very off the cuff. A person is arrested perhaps the night before or the morning of and wanted an immediate bail application made. So less information is often available to the lawyers at that time. Um, But yes, there is that that secondary option of a Supreme Court bail application.
0: Is it the case that someone that wishes to apply for bail through the Supreme Court would sort of face significant delays in getting that uh, application before the court?
1: No, fortunately, um, Supreme Court bail applications um, can be brought on quite quickly. Um, realistically, um, the delays regarding Supreme Court bail applications usually lie in the preparation of the materials. Um, any evidence that um, needs to be um, produced to the court needs to be done so by way of affidavits. And they take a little bit of time to prepare, um, but the actual hearings can be heard within, you know, three days of, of the filing. So it, it can be done quite quickly.
0: We've all heard, uh, you know, those um, quite publicised stories of people who have put up significant amounts of money uh, for bail. Is it always a case that someone that wants bail has to put up, um, you know, uh, huge amounts of money?
1: No, our system's very different to, to the American system that um, people are familiar with usually on TV shows or movies where... Um, there is a figure attached to every bail, bail um, order. Um, that's not the case here. Um, most, an overwhelming um, majority of cases don't include any, uh, any money figure attached to bail. However, um, in more serious or complicated matters, sometimes um, a surety is offered um, or ordered. Um, that's not necessarily, though, uh, a payment of money a surety is in fact um, uh, a, a promise of payment of money usually held over uh, some sort of asset whether it be a car or a, or a uh, a property that um, is put up by an associate or family member of um, the accused person it, it acts as a, a promise between the accused and that person directly that the accused won't flee uh, whilst. On bail um, for fear of their loved one losing their money. Um, It's not an automatic um, forfeiture of the money but the Crown usually bring proceedings to to recover the value of the surety from that person if it's the case that the alleged person runs um, or flees the jurisdiction for whatever reason. Um, It is is, again um, only utilized in a small number of cases but it is a valuable tool for um, both prosecutions, courts and lawyers to to rely on um, both to secure bail but also to um, incentivise people to to not um, uh, tempt fate by by fleeing particularly in circumstances where they might be charged with um, some serious offences.
0: Alex, um, you know, we've all seen, uh, you know, cases where there has been a serious uh, or, or violent crime and often uh, there is this sort of public outcry as to why did that person, you know, get bail. Um, why is that the case? Well,
1: it's important to note that um, it's, it's very easy for police or prosecutions to make up unsubstantiated claims about what a person did or didn't do uh, when they're charged with an offence. At at the stages of a a bail application um, a lot of the time prosecutions aren't required to provide any evidence of what occurred and the courts can rely upon um, a police officers version of what they say they will prove at some point. Um, Again it's very easy to say that I'll be able to prove X Y and Z Um, at an early stage of the matter, Um, but uh, more often than not, um, that's not the case. So uh, the media can quite easily cause outrage by suggesting that someone who's charged with a very serious offence ought not be granted bail, but uh, any person, no matter what they're charged with, is entitled to the presumption of innocence. And that means that it's not just that they're not guilty um, until they're proven otherwise. It's it's that they're not guilty unless they're proven otherwise and um, if they can satisfy the court that their continued detention is not justified um, and that they can mitigate any risk posed by virtue of the seriousness of the offence that they're charged with and any other risk that the prosecutions um, bring to the court's attention then they ought be granted bail. Um, it, it's also um, not well publicised, but many of the matters that people see in the media um, end up resolving either in far less charges than what people are originally charged with or in um, total acquittals. So it would be a travesty if people, just by virtue of the charge that they're uh, alleged to have um, committed, leads them to spending, at times, years in custody for something that eventually um, it's proved they did not do.
0: Turning things to a more practical uh, level, um, uh, is there sort of practical steps, Alex, that someone can uh, undertake to actually improve their chances of getting bail? Uh,
1: unfortunately, um, hindsight um, is is not available to people who are in that situation. Uh, but the most obvious step that you can take is to get a lawyer. Um, there are there are certain elements um, and preconditions in the in the bail act in the relevant legislation that that dictates what a magistrate or a judge must consider when when determining whether someone should be granted bail, obviously those things are not known to the general public um, as you wouldn't expect them to be so uh, to not have a lawyer uh, at any bail application is 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 uh, very limiting to people because often they spend a lot of time talking about things that the magistrates or the judges simply um, aren't allowed to take into account. Um, Other than that, um, again, just the advice of a lawyer as to what the relevant conditions to propose um, um, to the court in order to secure bail um, is very important. There are a number of conditions that can be put in place against people's bail to in effect, increase their chances of getting bail. And if uh, without a lawyer, it's obviously, again, um, not, wildly, not wild, widely known um, what, what can be offered and, and what um, conditions can be put in place to ameliorate any risk that the court might uh, be concerned about.
0: Alex, you do a lot of work uh, across Australia. Uh, is there much variance in uh, in bail applications from one state to the other, or do they all sort of follow a, a similar flow? They
1: they they all follow a similar flow uh, procedurally. Um, the different states have have different considerations um, that must be exercised. Those things are all contained within legislation, so that's the easier um, the easier part to adopt or, or adapt to. Uh, But the procedures throughout Australia are are very similar. Um, The presumptions I get to and against bail um, are very similar throughout Australia. Obviously, there are some um, changes in relation to the the specifics. But um, yes, um, we do have, because we all work in the same type of system, we do have very similar systems throughout Australia. in processes throughout the states. Um,
0: last question: I'm assuming that people um, that that may be in custody uh, who, who aren't granted bail at that first instance in the magistrates court, do they rely on family members to reach out to you to to help them with um, a bail application before a supreme court?
1: Yeah, often, uh, more often than not, they rely on family members or friends um, for the support. Obviously, um, supreme court bail applications um, are an expensive application. Um, to make so, um, whilst being in custody, people tend to not have uh, access to their own money, um, for obvious reasons. Um, other than that, um, there's also uh, referrals from from other prisoners that um, that in relation to to other to lawyers who might be able to assist them. So that's generally how it, how it occurs.
0: Alex, if uh, people listening to this podcast, be it family members or, or others, uh, and they have a, a pending bail application. Uh, obviously, can contact you.
1: Yes, um, this is uh, right now wheelhouse. We we do both magistrates and supreme court bail applications uh, weekly, so I'm more than happy to help anyone who might require some assistance or some advice.
0: <laughs> Alex, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan. That was Alex Jones, Director at Jones & Associates. You can contact Alex and the team at Jones & Associates on 7 visiting 3166 or visiting jonesandassociates.com.au. Now, thanks for joining me on the Law by Dan podcast. If you're someone that needs help or a law firm wanting to be part of the growing Law by Dan community, please visit lawbydan.com and follow the relevant links on that website.